Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's ride. For the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for listening to The Incline. We're recording on a Cinco de Mayo afternoon. And unfortunately, the Dodgers, your Los Angeles Dodgers, the World Series champions, have fallen to 17 and 14. They're free falling right now. They've lost their last 12 out of 16 games played. But I actually want to start the show off with some Dustin May news, as you probably heard. David Rosenthal, take it away. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we knew this was a possibility after he left the game with the shooting pain in his elbow. Uh, but May is going to be getting Tommy John surgery, if you haven't heard. For sure out for this year, probably out for a decent part of 2022. Um, but hopefully we'll see him back around the All-Star break next season. It's a very unfortunate injury for one of the most you know exciting pitchers in the game. And he really took strides in his game this year. And it was you know just a brutal injury for everybody involved. Yeah, Jake Reiners, did you want to add to the unfortunate May news? Yeah, it's really, really sad. He was, he had elite stuff and he was turning into an ace. I mean, we were watching it before our eyes. And so to, to lose him for the rest of this season, uh, going into next season is rough. And this Dodgers team, although while they have been bit by the injury bug far too many times in this early season, it's only been 31 games and they have like a million injuries. Even with that, it just feels like the team as a whole, the players that they do have are just underperforming. And it's really hard uh, to, to watch this team right now. We are very fortunate that Andrew Friedman had the foresight to sign Trevor Bauer because the starting Pitching depth is gone. We have no David Price for a few weeks. Tony Gonsolin has yet to pitch this season. Now we're losing Dustin May for the entire year. We basically have four starters, Kershaw, Urias, Bueller, and Bauer. And then we're basically relying on bullpen games for that fifth spot for the time being. Hopefully Gonsolin, who they're going to build up as a starter, and he should be back in a few weeks, we hope. But yes, we went from saying Trevor Bauer is a luxury to no. We are just very lucky that Trevor Bauer is here and he's delivering right now. He's leading Major League Baseball in innings pitched. I believe it's 44 and a third. He's got 58 strikeouts. He has an ERA in the mid twos. And he should be easily six or seven and oh. But unfortunately, which we'll dive into in a second, the runs are just not coming to support this guy. He's had one run support over his last two outings. The Dodgers lost both games. The most runs he's given up besides opening day at Coors, which the Dodgers, of course, won in a single start. He's only given up two runs in a game. So it's the bullpen and the offense that are just not backing this guy up right now. 
Yeah, and the Dodgers would have swept the San Diego Padres had they not blown the game that Trevor I mean he left with he leaves with a lead more times than not and then the games that he, you know, the other games that he pitches they don't score runs for him. I mean, he's basically getting Jake, Jacob DeGrom right now. I mean, he he's he's pitching, you know, lights out and the and we all talked about it yesterday. The the emotion he showed during game two of that double header, when he got out of that bases loaded jam and he got Chris Bryant out, the emotion he showed was something we haven't seen from any other player on this team. And we were hoping that maybe that would help propel this team to kind of, you know, rise to the occasion. It, it happened a couple innings later, but it just seemed, it just seems like they can't get on the same page where the, where the offense and the pitching are in sync. It's either they can't score enough runs and the, and the pitchers are having to face these like ridiculous odds and having to walk these proverbial tight ropes again and again, or the offense does meet the occasion and the pitching, you know, blows the game. So they are, they are having a, you know, a bunch of problems trying to get in sync right now. Yeah. I'm just going to come out and say it right now. The Dodgers are bad right now. They are legitimately bad. They are a bad team right now. On paper, obviously not. Uh, Talent-wise, obviously not. But the way they're playing right now, they are legitimately bad. And it's okay to say that because no team has a worse record in the National League than the Dodgers over the past two weeks. Uh, I believe they're 4-12 and in their last 16 games. And they just can't string anything together. Uh, the offense they do get, it seems like a miracle. And when they do score two runs, it's, it's not enough. And the, the pitching gives up three, uh, which is what we saw last night. And not only that, it's not just the offense. Uh, we've talked about the starting pitching being the only saving grace for this team, but the defense has been bad. The managing has been bad. And just the overall energy, uh, basically from everyone on the team with a few exceptions has just been, has, has been lacking. And it, look, it's still may I'm not, you know, sounding the worry alarm just yet but they need to write this ship uh they obviously getting bellinger and mckinstry back is going to help getting gonsolin and price back is going to help but honestly that's not really an excuse when you have the roster you have it's just unfortunate that everyone on offense maybe with the exception of justin turner and, and i guess aj pollock as of late has been has been bad so let me paint the setting here and then you guys are gonna rip a lot and Share what's on your mind. The last time we recorded, the Dodgers pounded the Reds, 8 nothing victory. We thought maybe this was the start of them turning it around. Since then, they've lost three of four of the Brewers on the road. They've now lost two games straight to the Cubs at Wrigley in a doubleheader. And over that last 16 games, yes, they were they are the worst team in the National League. They've gone from 13-2 and two to now 17-14, and 14, which is horrendous. Over those 16 games, they're hitting 206 with 17 home runs. So that's like one home run a game. With runners in scoring position, 224 average. They're averaging four runs a game, and they're striking out 10 times a game. So, yeah, obviously a lot went down yesterday. I don't know where you guys want to start, but kick it off. Obviously, to set the first game, Kershaw was the starter, and he had the worst start of his career in terms of innings pitched. He went one inning. That was a career worse. He gave up four runs. He threw 39 pitches. There was no command of any of his pitches whatsoever. And that forced Dave Roberts hand to go to the bullpen. Yeah. So I, yeah. go ahead, Jake. 
Well, I just wanted to start out by saying, because a lot of people, when you start to criticize Dave Roberts uh, for the, you know, the ebb and flow of this team, a lot of people like to come out and say that, well, Roberts can't go up there and bat and Roberts can't go out there and pitch. And these guys are, yes, I get it. This team is underperforming. They are not playing well. They are quote unquote bad as David says. So given all of that, the manager can't be bad as well. Like, yes, he can't go out there and bat. And yes, he can't go out there and pitch. That's great. All he has to do is sit in the dugout and make decisions. And he can't do that. And it's, it's mind boggling. It really is. Because when you think about what happened on Sunday versus the Brewers, the Dodgers scored 16 runs. It looked like finally we would be getting some momentum. And 15 of the 16 runs that were driven in that day were driven in by AJ Pollock and Matt Beatty. Only one of those guys played both games and got at bats. The other guy, Matt Beatty, who drove in seven runs and hit a grand slam, and oh, by the way, over his last seven games is hitting 500. That guy didn't get one at bat in either game. If you're the manager of this team and, you're, and your team has been struggling collectively and the one guy or one of the two guys that are actually hitting the ball well, one of three really, because if you, if you take Justin Turner – but one of the three guys that's actually hitting the ball well, and that guy doesn't sniff the batter's box? Are you kidding me? That, that is a mistake that you just can't make at this level. And it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, that's just one of the things that, that we could talk about with Dave Roberts. But the fact that Matt Beatty did not get an at-bat in either game, you could make the argument of not starting him. Okay, fine. You've got AJ Pollock out there. You've got Gavin Lux who you want to get at bats. You're planning on not using Justin Turner in game two, and you're worried about the defense. Well, the defense is terrible anyway. So, okay, fine. You want to put Edwin Rios out there, but there were many opportunities for Beatty to pinch hit. At least he doesn't get one opportunity. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense to me and we can dive more into that, but I'm just saying that with a team that is struggling, for the manager to not use the players that are having the most success in these games is just unacceptable. Yeah, and how do you pinch hit Edwin Rios in the first game with two men on and two out, and what's the equivalent to the uh, the seventh or eighth inning when you have Beatty? Uh, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. But what I want to talk about is how these Dodgers' struggles are, are compounding each other. Uh, look at the first inning of the first game of yesterday's doubleheader. Clayton Kershaw struggling, didn't have it really. Uh, but then you, you fast forward to he gets a ground ball. And if you're a major league shortstop, a minor league shortstop, a professional baseball player shortstop, you have to make the play that Corey Seager failed to make. Uh, it was a little bit to his right. He bent down and couldn't make the play. You make that play, you probably get out of the inning a lot quicker but here's my point. Him not making that play forced Kershaw to throw about 20 to 25 more pitches. And he got to about, I think it was 38 or 39 pitches. And Roberts pulled him because when you have such a high stress inning, uh, chances are, you know, you might get pulled, especially when you're by the Dodgers. And what does that do? It spirals because then you need to use the bullpen. And then Roberts, while this decision wasn't justified in itself, he had to use Jimmy. He didn't have to, but he did use Jimmy Nelson in that game. 
And then what happens in the second game, uh, you use Gonzalez, you use Trinan, you use Jansen. And then by the time you get a lead and it's time to send someone out to close the game, you can't really use Jimmy Nelson because he pitched in the first game. So you use Mitch White, a rookie in his second or third appearance of the year, and he doesn't get the job done. So it, it just, they're spiraling on each other. It's, it's a ground ball forces a bullpen error forces a, a blown save. So it's just going back and forth and we're going in circles. Yeah. I just want to say using Jimmy Nelson when it was a six Oh deficit at that point is just reckless. And that's where you use Mitch white. That's yep, where you exactly. use exactly. Um, so what really, yeah, obviously the Matt Beatty thing, Jake couldn't have done a better job of explaining it. So I don't need to add to that, but just the, the excuses that Roberts was making after the game, he basically was bombarded by questions. Why didn't, why didn't you start Beatty? He just, he basically looked dumbfounded and was like, you know what? I made a terrible mistake. It's probably what he was saying in his head. Edwin Rios has no business starting any more major league baseball games. He needs to be demoted immediately. He is now O for his last 32. He also made a big error in the second game last night. He is touching record territory. I don't remember the guy's name, but I think it's 0 for 38 is the record for Dodgers. Velez? No, there you go. Was, uh, I think it was um, someone, someone older, but yeah, go ahead. I've just never seen a guy more lost at the plate right now than Edwin Rios. I don't know what's going on, but it's clear, clear, clearly mental. This is like Chris Davis of 2019. Um, but when you lose the first game, you have to win the second game. You had Monday off because of the rain out. You pulled a lot of your starters early in that 16 of four blowout or whatever we were just talking about. So Justin Turner, there's no business for him to be on the bench. You start one of your hottest bats. It's seven inning games. He could do it. No problem. Matt Beatty needs to be at first base. Second base, yeah, you want to get Lux at bats. I believe he played in the first game. Why are we playing him in two games? He's one of the coldest bats right now. If you want Muncie in the lineup, you slot him in at second. But he's been a cold mess as well. Thankfully, he hit the home run to tie the game off Craig Kimbrell. That was Kimbrell's first runs surrendered. So it worked out for Muncie. But Turner actually hit a home run in that second game, regardless, coming in later. And I just don't know what Roberts is thinking. He rolled out a weak lineup and it cost them. Can I say something? And I want to get your guys' opinion on this because I have been dumbfounded by this for the longest time. Dave Roberts took over this team in 2016. He's been a pretty successful manager uh, record-wise. They've won the division every single season. They've won three pennants. They've won a World Series. He has been at the helm and we know he's a good clubhouse guy. We know they respect him there. We know that the players like him and, and, and all of that. We also know that he can make good decisions. And we've all talked about the fact that in the NLCS last year, the Dodgers down three, one to the Braves. If Roberts doesn't manage to perfection, they get eliminated. So two things, one, the Dodgers need Dave Roberts to be good. But secondly, why is he so bad? Like, we know he can make good decisions. We've seen him do it. Why does he, like, these are layups. These are slam dunks. What is going, like, what happens during a baseball game that just disables his ability to make the right decision? And it's not complicated. These are right in front of you. I mean, not using your hottest bat or a guy that is streaking right now to using 
Jimmy Nelson in an insignificant game. You're already down six to nothing, not batting. Uh, 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 what is his name? Kiebert Ruiz in, in the second game after he hit a home run in the first game, you send up Austin Barnes. I on mean, the, the list, goes, too. list goes first on and saw. on. My question is, and this gets me so crazed because I'm watching this and I'm thinking, why is it that faceless people on Twitter that never played past T-ball understand what to do in these games more than the manager who had a really successful playing career and has been a successful manager thus far? It makes absolutely no sense why why he can't uh, make these easy, easy decisions in front of him. I just don't get it. I'm taking my victory lap on Kbert Ruiz because last week, and I've said it sooner, I've said that even longer before, he needed to be on the bench as a pinch hitter. And as you just said, first pitch, he hits a home run. I know that now AAA started, so he's probably going to get demoted, but at least we got one out of him. But what, why do you think this is? Why, why do you think this happens? How, how does this happen? It you doesn't know, make any sense to me. It, it doesn't because... I, I do love Dave Roberts. I do. Uh, but it goes back to what you said. You know, he, they hired him in 2016. What they did is basically gave him the keys to a Bentley and said, here you go. Here's the keys. It's all yours. And what he tries to do is get way too cute with the Bentley. He just tries to just – he acts like it's a, a beaten down, you know, 1965 Toyota. And, and that's not what the Dodgers are. The Dodgers need to be managed in a very simple way. You got a guy playing well, you put him in the game. You need, you need a, a, a shutdown inning, you bring in your best reliever. And sometimes he just doesn't do that. And it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. His, his pitching management is by far the weakest uh, of his skills. Uh, we know that he's not good at that. But we've also seen that he can be good at it and he can make these good decisions. And I think last year's playoffs gave us a little hope. And at this point in the season, it does look like a little false hope because this has been a brutal stretch to a brutal two to three week stretch, not only for the Dodgers, but for Dave Roberts. Uh, and he's not, he's not pushing any buttons correctly. Uh, and he, he's, go yeah. ahead. He's, he's just no, not, he's just not doing it right. And here's my other question. If you're Andrew Friedman or any of the Dodgers front office brass, you're watching these games. What are you thinking? Well, are you, are you agreeing with these moves? Are you just beside yourself? What, what are you thinking while watching these games? I'm, I'm just, I'm generally curious because if all of us are like miffed by this, then other people have to be too. And Andrew Friedman is by far and away a thousand million times smarter than Today I'm rocking my Trevor Bauer strut shirt and that's because Trevor Bauer has been nothing but awesome for the Dodgers and you can get a shirt just like this over at intheclutch.com. In the Clutch Apparel has all kinds of awesome Dodgers shirts as well as other cool MLB, NBA, you name it. You'll probably find your favorite athlete out there. Use the promo code INCLINE DODGERS, all caps, that's INCLINE DODGERS, all caps to save 20% off your purchase and that'll let them know we sent you over because in the clutch apparel is just doing a lot of awesome stuff right now this trevor bauer shirt you can see it on our social media because get one yourself 
We're excited to announce over here at the Incline that we're teaming up with Dodgers Tailgate, your one-stop spot for Dodgers news, rumors, hot takes, interviews, highlights, and more. This is a fan website run by fans just like us. So you can follow them on Twitter at Dodgers Tailgate. Find them on Instagram, Facebook. The awesome just launched website Dodgers Tailgate is going to do some big things this season. So give them a follow and read up on all the awesome content. I just dropped a Trevor Bauer article. So go check it out. Dodgers Tailgate. Let's tackle some questions. The first one from JS on Twitter. Dodgers hitting has been bad with runners in scoring position. Do we need a coaching change? No. No. Okay, yeah, I agree. No, I need these I think, guys to start hitting. I'm a big Van Soyuk fan. I think he's done a great job. And actually, I want to talk about some bad luck we've been diving into, so why don't I just do that right now? Corey Seager might be the unluckiest hitter in Major League Baseball right now. I don't know if it's the shifts they're playing on him or what. I think he's batting 250 or right around there. His expected batting average is 301, and he's still hitting the ball very hard. So we've, we talked about the defense. Yeah, he's got to get better. But the hitting-wise, he is still doing a great job, and he is just flat-out unlucky. And that's not the only Dodger. Will Smith, hitting 230, has an expecting batting average of 270. Uh, Mookie Betts, 263 average right now, expected batting average of 285. CT3 hitting 267, expecting batting average of 282. So the Dodgers, unfortunately, are just hitting into a lot of bad luck. And I guess it's because teams are doing a great job of exploring the shift on us. While when you turn it on the Dodgers, the shift just seems to be killing us. We yeah. shift more than any other team and it's just biting us. Yeah. I mean, just look at that one inning from Blake Trinan. He, <laughs> he got like what? Five, six outs in that inning. Legitimately six outs. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I, I don't understand how they continue to implore that same shift they do when he pitches. Because every single outing, you'll see they'll move everyone to the right side, and then some some nobody will hit a little two-bit chopper right to where the third baseman should be. It's like, oh, now you got a single. And it just – I don't know. I mean, thankfully, he's been our best reliever pretty much the whole year. I mean, he's just been pitching into some really poor luck. Sam underscore sure 99 wants to know, if the trade deadline were to be this week, who would be some potential trade targets – for the Dodgers. I mean, I'll, I know I'll, who Kevin's going to say, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm not going to make that big of a splash because I, I do believe in this Dodgers offense the way it is now. Um, but I'm, I'm more so looking at relievers. Uh, I, I like, you know, the Pirates got a lot of cup. You know, they, they are the Pirates, but the back end of their bullpen, they got Rodriguez. Dude, I was uh, just going to say that. <laughs> they got Howard, this guy, uh, Howard, and they got a couple others who are could be Crick. some good targets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Crick. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking more of, of that avenue, you know, kind of an under-the-radar reliever who can, you know, provide some high-leverage innings. Because right now, I mean, we don't know what Gratterall is going to be. We don't know what Kelly is going to be. Canable we may not see again the whole year. Uh, and that leaves basically just three guys for high leverage. Yeah. I'm thinking bullpen as well. I'll go a different route from the Mariners. I really like Kendall Graveman. We saw him actually against us just a couple weeks ago. He hasn't given up a run this season, over 13 innings pitched. He's a, uh, a 0.450 whip, and he's throwing like 98-99 with a nasty sinker. I really like what I've seen out of Graveman. Yeah, I, I definitely think the Dodgers need to go shopping for some relievers. And unfortunately, the Pirates have a pretty good bullpen. And I say unfortunately because typically when you deal with the Pirates, their asking prices are just 
out of this world and just absolutely no way. Um, so hopefully it's true. By the time we get to the trade deadline, the pirates are so out of it that they may be willing to move some of these pieces. But yeah, I'm with David on this one, Richard Rodriguez, a dude's been lights out and he has been dominant and we, we just need to find guys like that. I mean, whether it's, you know, finding a trade partner or, you know, seeing what Shane Green is up to, you know, uh, you know, what, whatever couch he's sitting on at the moment, hopefully he's staying ready. Um, and there's, there's a couple of guys in the free agent market that you could go for, but yeah, it's just, it's just bad, man. I mean, the, 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 all the injuries that they've suffered to this bullpen has just been catastrophic. I mean, once you get past Trinan, Jansen's been pretty solid, actually Trinan, Jimmy Nelson, Victor Gonzalez, and, um, Scott Alexander, once you get past those guys, it is bleak. I mean, the, we didn't even get to talk about the, the Brewers series that much, but the Dodgers should have won, you know, at least two of those games. The one game where they brought in Vasia to make his major league debut in the freaking extra innings. And, you know, he gave up a run and the Dodgers came back and scored a run. And then, oh, let's send him back out there because his control was so great in the last inning. He ends up loading the bases. Then Mitch White comes in, another rookie who blows the game. So it is bleak. It is really bleak. That's why it's imperative to use the bullets that you have that actually work. Yeah, and that, that's, where I give, that's where I give Dave Roberts a little bit of a break uh, because after those three guys, he doesn't have a lot of options out there. Uh, when the game gets to extra innings, when he's, after, when he's already used his high leverage guys, you know, I, I, there's nothing else he can do. I mean, right. so, but, but given that, there. but given that, I mean, you made the point last night, David, given that you, you don't bring in Jimmy Nelson in a six, nothing game. Oh, I mean, definitely you, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, yes, yes. He doesn't have the bullets and the arms to go to, but when you have, the, when you don't have those things, you've got to maneuver and situate yourself so that you can use those guys in the right spots. Yeah. And, and you go back to that Brewer series. I mean, if they have a healthy Knievel and, and Gratterall, I think they win two of those games. So, you know, it's, they need to get healthy. They probably need to explore a trade, you know, before the deadline. Uh, but first and foremost, they need to start hitting. Yes. Well, the last time we traded with the Mariners, we got Chris Taylor. So that worked out quick bats. Cause I think we still might be able to use a right-handed bat. Andrew McCutcheon is on my radar. He had two home runs off Eric Lauer, the Dodger killer. So if we have to face the Brewers in the postseason. Maybe we get McCutcheon. And then the obvious big prize out there is Chris Bryant. Love what this guy's doing this season, batting 320 with a 1.102 OPS and nine home runs, 22 RBIs. And he de- demolished us yesterday in that those two losses. Last time the Dodgers lost two games in one day, I guess, was 2010 to the Mets. But anyways, <laughs> I want to talk about the Jake Chronicles. So if you haven't seen it, Jake Reiner has a doppelganger, and his name's Mike Kickham who, of course, is on the Dodgers. He is now in OKC, it looks like. But the backstory is Jake and David noticed that this Mike Kickham guy in his first spring trading appearance looked just like our co-host counterpart, Jake Reiner. We didn't see him much after that. He, he had like a couple more appearances. And then, unfortunately, during the Brewer series, Dustin May went down. I joked, well, Jake, I bet you're going to get the call. And what happens that next day on Jake's birthday, for that matter? Nick Kickham is added to the Major League roster, and he goes on to pitch that day. He goes two innings. He didn't look too great. He gave up a few runs, was getting hit pretty hard, gave up a home run to their third-string catcher. 
That very next day, unfortunately, Mike Kickham is designated for assignment. They got Phil Bickford, another reliever. I don't, we don't really need to talk about him, but regardless, no one wants Mike Kickham. He is now on the OKC roster. So that is now where Jake stands. So Jake, give us some of your thoughts on your major league experience. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, when I, uh, I think I was the opening day starter in spring training. Um, and, uh, that was an exciting, exciting time for me. I didn't think there was any shot in hell of ever making this roster at any point because of the fact that the Dodgers had about, you know, nine elite starting pitchers ready to go, but you know, with the injuries to the bullpen injuries to the starting, starting pitching, I got my shot and, uh, thank God, <laughs> thank God it wasn't a, uh, one to two run lead because that would have been messy. I'm glad that I had like at least a 15 or 16 run lead at the time when I came into the game and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time out there. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully I get my shot once again, um, but that, that'll probably mean that the, that the entire Dodgers pitching staff is dead. What do you guys think they need to do with Max Muncy? Cause he is three for his last 45, oh, 67 batting average, 22 strikeouts, a one thirty three slugging. I know there was the idea of putting him up in the order. I know he hit the home run against Kimbrel, but other than that, he is really, really, really struggling out there. And I don't know if they need to move him down or shake up this lineup somehow, but do you guys have any suggestions how to rearrange this Dodgers lineup right now? Well, I, I thought moving up, moving him up in the order would be good in, in the sense of, of putting runners on base ahead of guys that can drive in runs like Turner, Seager, Taylor. Those guys have been doing it pretty consistently. Seager is, is slumping a little bit. But that was my thought. It's just to shake things up because Muncie was either striking out or walking. That's it. He wasn't even putting the ball in play. And I made a note of it last night on Twitter that before last night's game, his last RBI was on April 3rd. He had won in his last 13 games prior to yesterday. His last home run was on April 15th and his last multi-hit game was on April 13th. Now he got rid of two of those things last night by hitting a home run. Obviously the home run means he drove in a, drove in a run and it was pretty clutch off Craig Kimbrell. So it was nice to see him come back to life a little bit in the clutch, like we're accustomed to seeing, but it is, it's, it's a mystery that, that he's just not making contact. I mean, it's not like he is, you know, driving the ball to the warning track and like it's a dead ball situation or his expecting ba- his, his expected batting averages through the roof and all of that stuff. He's just not making contact. There's nothing you can do. Uh, there's no other options. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna succeed as a team, you need him to succeed. Uh, so the only option is to just keep going. Uh, you got to keep playing him. Uh, and as for his spot in the lineup, frankly, I don't think it matters where you hit anyone in the lineup at this point. Uh, nobody can hit right now, so it doesn't really matter where you put him. You know, if you're gonna get hits, you're gonna get hits. And if you don't, you're not going to win. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now. So I don't think the position in the lineup matters very much. Uh, and I think you got to just keep playing him. Uh, if you want to give him a little bit more days off and get Beatty in there while he's hot, go for it. Uh, but long-term, absolutely, you just got to keep playing. We'll bat Pollock leadoff. We'll bat Beatty second. We'll bat Turner third. There you go. Yeah. I mean, why not <laughs> at this point? Um, you know what else really pissed me off about this Cubs series? And then we can dive into something else. The Cubs have the worst starting staff ERA. 
and we couldn't really score off them. I just don't get it. And there was a rookie the second go around. They got to wake up these bats. It's you just- knew you knew Kyle Hendricks was going to dominate. I mean, come on, the guy had been shelled in his last outing. You know that he was just licking his chops, wanting to face the Dodgers in this while they've been playing this poorly. Yeah, he does good against us at Wrigley, but at Dodger Stadium, I don't have the stats in front of me. He always gets shelled. So hopefully we get that opportunity next time. We're playing the Angels after this series. And Jake, you're going to a game. So that's exciting. You might be going First to the game. Bull- you might be going to the bullpen day, though. Whoopee. That- that's just get- to spite me, too. That's just to spite me because I hate bullpen games. The Angels are falling apart. They're now two games below 500. They'll have played two more games probably by the time we get to them, though. That start, that team ERA is horrible, 504. I don't know who their pitching coach is right now since Mickey Calloway's away. Otani, though. How about big Shohei Otani? Nine home runs, 22 RBIs, a 938 OPS. Mike Trout, eight home runs, 1.293 OPS. And I have to make an announcement right now. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. So Whoa. Thank you. He's moving thank you, rankings. Kevin. There we yeah. go. Until Mookie does more, it's clearly Mike Trout. And Jared Walsh, really hot right now. He's got six home runs, 21 RBIs. Pujols still hanging in there, barely, batting 198. So yeah, the, positive for this, the positive for this one is the Dodgers are going to have a DH, uh, which means less, less decisions for Dave Roberts. Not enough, you know, pinch hitting matchup wise, not enough double switches. So this is a good series to get back on track. Like Kevin said, this pitch, these, these pitching staff, aside from Bundy and Otani, if he goes, uh, but he hasn't been. Yeah, Otani won't go because he's pitching. I think today. Uh, you know, they, they got to score some runs and that's a good series to do it. Ideally, I'd like to see him get started uh, later this afternoon. But the, this is a good the, the Angel series at Angel Stadium with a DH against a poor pitching staff, what else can you ask for? To me, it looks like a sweep for the Angels. I mean, at this point, <laughs> you know, it's, you looked at this, you looked at this Cubs series. I mean, like we should be walking all over these guys. I don't care how many guys are injured on this team. I mean, this is a, this is a good enough team to beat anybody with, with the injuries that it has. And so to watch them struggle against the the Cubs who have a losing record going to face the angels who have underperformed and played badly. I mean, what, what better combo is there out there than, than the, than the angels having a stellar offense and a bad <laughs> pitching staff. I mean, that's just always the case with them. They can never figure it out. They can never get good starters. Um, I think Andrew Haney's overrated um, that bullpen, you know, rice Iglesias was supposed to be their saving grace. And I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know what they're doing over there in Anaheim, but they always have a good, they always have a good offense. So that's something to, to keep in mind. Yes. I mean, look, if you're looking at the glass half full, I'm with you guys on this one. If you're looking at this series, I like the fact that we get to use a DH. Finally, you're right about the Dave Roberts factor. You're right about facing a, a weak team um, that, you know, we could potentially get right. I mean, it, it's all there, right? It's all there in front of us. We just have to execute. I mean, I can't make a prediction right now with it, you know, if the Dodgers are going to get swept, win two out of three or sweep the angels. I can't make a prediction right now because you just don't know what you're going to get when this team comes to the ballpark. Last season, I believe we went six and zero against them and it wasn't even close for the most part. So hopefully that carries over. Uh, I, I have an idea who the pitching pitchers might be. It looks like it will be Dylan Bundy, 
Bundy. Jose Quintana, who's just been broken ever since the Dodgers wrecked him in that lefty. He is a lefty. We don't have Kike, so that sucks. But I was about to say Kike broke him in that NLCS in 2017. He hasn't recovered. And it's either going to be Alex Cobb or Griffin Canning, I believe. And Canning's also been horrible. He has an ERA over six. So hopefully he doesn't get right against us either. I'm not too scared of these Angels. I think we can finally snap our four-game series losing streak against them because the Angels have a whole bunch of collection of problems themselves. It's just going to be a matter of containing Mike Trout, Otani, and probably one of Justin Upton or um, Walsh because I believe Rendon's, Rendon is hurt. Yeah, they, I saw he had to leave the game the other day, and Pujols actually came in and played third. I mean, if Pujols is playing third, can't Matt Beatty play third too? I mean, come on. I mean, Max Muncie is a capable third baseman. All you had to do was start Muncie at third and put Beatty at first last night. And there's your, there's your, there's your solution. It's that simple. Couldn't have, been, couldn't have been any worse than the defense that they rolled out there. Nope. So a few minutes left on the show here. It is Cinco de Mayo. So throwing a random topic out there. What is each of your guys' favorite Mexican entree? For me, it's burrito. Like I'm, I'm always, always down for a burrito. I'm not a huge fan of the Chipotle burrito. It's a little too much for me. It also doesn't really ever come that hot, which I, I think I, I definitely need. Um, I'm more of a uh, Paquito Moss type of burrito if you're, uh, you know, in the LA area. But yeah, I like a nice, nice hot, crispy burrito. I'm gonna keep it simple and just go with tacos. You can't really go wrong. <laughs> Nice. Uh, for me, I think I'm going to go, I'll just shake it up and go enchiladas. Big fan of those. <laughs> Why did I think that's what you were going to say? I don't know. It just. <laughs> I was in San Diego a couple weeks ago. And of course the Dodgers were playing the Padres. Padres fans were going nuts every time they did anything positive, but I got some good food down there in old town, San Diego. So they do have that going for them. Um, final question from Ryan at catch the blues on Twitter. What are the worst takes you've guys seen lately on Twitter during this slump or heard? I have a good one. If you, if you want me to go first on this, go ahead. I don't know if I should call him out or not. Maybe you, I won't. You don't he'll, have he'll, to. He, he knows who he is. Um, one of the takes I heard last night was the reason that Roberts started Edwin Rios at third base was because he wanted to stick it to Andrew Friedman. Essentially, the argument is, is that Roberts wants to send Rios down. So he's playing, he's overplaying him to prove to Andrew Friedman that it's up to him to send Rios down. My response to that is, while it is up to Andrew Friedman, whether he wants to send Edwin Rios down, I just don't think that 31 games into a season where you just won the World Series, that Dave Roberts would pull something like that. Nor do I think he would ever pull something like that. So that yeah. is just a bad, bad take. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've seen a bunch of talk of that the Dodgers should fire Dave Roberts. And that's not the solution here. It's, For the it's record, simply, I'm against that as well, even though I've been very critical of him. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, look, this team just came off winning a World Series. Yes, they're struggling. Yes, they've been awful. Yes, he's been he's made horrible, horrible, head-scratching, ass-to-nine decisions over the past three weeks. 
But do you really think they're going to fire him? And do you really think they should fire him? No. That's just not going to solve anything. Uh, Does the team need a kick in the ass? Yes. Do I think he's the ideal man to do that to them? No. I think he's too nice. He doesn't get in the umpire's faces. He doesn't fire these guys up. And frankly, the whole team is is on the, the attitude of, well, we know we're good, so it's only a matter of time until we get, you know, until we start seeing the results. But you know, these these takes saying he needs to be fired are are poor. And I've I seen think a lot the worst take I saw was it was something along the lines of the Dodgers aren't really missing Cody Bellinger. If they're missing anything, it's his defense more than his bat. Yeah, that was an asinine and, take. Too. And that is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Cody Bellinger is an NL MVP. He hit multiple clutch home runs in the previous postseason and in others past. And it's clear if you've watched any of these games recently, they need his bat in this lineup. Even if it's just to take pitches, they need something out of Bellinger because it's his presence that just will It's a trickle down effect. Yep. And they don't have that right now. 100%. All right. So uh, we'll do this quick. Any final thoughts? I hate bullpen days. <laughs> it set up a domino effect. We had a bullpen game. Then, then, you know, then May gets injured. We had a double bullpen game. Then Kershaw is a bad game. Then we have to use the bullpen. It just sets up a domino effect that we just don't need. We need the bullpen, especially during this, this bad stretch. I agree. I mean, just call someone up to make a start. doesn't matter who it is, but let's see, let's see what they can do for four or five innings and then move along. Yeah. Dodgers are going to win this next game against the Cubs. It's Walker Buehler. He's going to bring it. They're going to tur- turn the corner soon, and then they're going to probably struggle a little bit more. But don't worry, guys. There's still a lot of baseball left, so don't lose hope. I know there's a lot of negative Nellies out there, but believe in the Dodgers. They're still the best team in baseball, maybe not record-wise at the moment, but they'll get there. Just believe. As Journey would say, don't stop believing. (laughs) Support for The Incline is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. April is here, and you know what that means. Baseball is back, baby. So dust off your mitt and cleats this spring and be ready for first pitch. Just like the crew will be mowing their stadium grass, Manscaped products provide the best tools for your own personal grooming experience. That's right, Kevin. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. That's a lot of dudes. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, though. 20% off plus free shipping using the promo code INCLINE20. Manscaped even hooked us up with a bunch of tools from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. Trust me, as someone who has sensitive skin, the Lawnmower 3.0 with their advanced skin-safe technology provides smooth precision, and it's waterproof to make your shave clean and easy. So guys and ladies who are listening, get 20% off plus free shipping with Incline20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code Incline20. So strike out your pubes with Manscaped this season. Your balls will thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.